This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. In the beginning, there was one bit, and the bit was with Pong, and the bit was good. Oh no. Then that one bit begat the Atari, and that Atari begat the 8 bit NES. And that NES begat the 16-bit Super Nintendo, but there was a challenger to the 16-bit throne. This challenger was... Sega! It's just, it started because biblical, and then it turned no, into Game of Thrones? I, no, I'll give it to you. I'll I'm give not, it to I'm you. I'm not done. Oh, 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 oh really? Okay. I was into it. I'm because Sega does what Nintendo don't. Welcome to the next level of Bacon Cell. <laughs> All right, that stayed with it. It was like four minutes long, but right, we're good. No, I'm That's good. Yeah, you bacon cell. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's my closer right there. Oh yeah, use that. Yes, thank you. Thank Welcome you. Welcome to Bacon Cell, everyone. I'm Joel. I'm Kent and Jacob, and we're so glad that all of you agreed with everything we said on the non-Disney animated second part. <laughs> <laughs> with everything I said, Joel. Well, the funny thing about it was, and Kent, maybe you could back me up. On okay, this, sure. Is that we we got the movies and we're like, wow. The second grouping is not as good as the first grouping. Oh, no, no one's going to really no care about these ones. Right. Wrong. And then people were like, how dare you? That is my favorite movie of all time that I haven't watched for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. The most random stuff. But hey, you know, your passions are your passions. No, and we love we love interacting. We love talking to you guys. So <laughs> thanks, thanks for the feedback. Yes, we asked for it. <laughs> right. Yes. So what are we talking about today, Jacob? Mm-hmm. Today, guys, we are man, this actually requires some explanation. You can just say you can just say the general idea of what we're talking we about. We are gonna pitch the Sega Genesis classic with 20 games that uh Kent that, and Joel have agreed. Gen- that's not the general one. It is we're talking about Sega games. Sega Genesis. Sega. Well, and okay, we're going to say Sega games the whole time. We're not going to say Sega Genesis games the whole time because everyone knows when you talk about Sega, you're talking about Sega Genesis. Actually, I say the Mega Drive. No, you don't. I do. Because you're from Japan. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, my accent says I'm Japanese. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was called it was called Mega Drive yes. outside of America. And in America, it was the Genesis, I think, because some sort of legal thing. Because the Bible. But there was... <laughs> Obviously, but there, there was that's, that's a where Sega. Yeah, exactly. There was a Sega previous to the Sega Genesis, but no one really. I did know people that had it, but it wasn't as it wasn't the main one. Well, so it, it came out at the same time the NES came out. The NES is a Nintendo for everyone that yes. doesn't know, and it's basically what your mom has called every console you've ever owned. <laughs> Are you playing that Nintendo again? Quit playing Nintendo, mom. It's PlayStation Two. <laughs> By this point, you should know. Uh, uh, so that the, conversation actually just happened two minutes ago. <laughs> mom, it's PlayStation Four. Uh, so actually, the NES sold sixty-two million units. That's 62 million, which was a ton for back in the 80s. Oh, yeah, especially for video game consoles, which were still up and coming. And the Master System, was, which was the first Sega, Yes, it was 13 million, which is... That's still good. Okay, but it's mostly in Japan and not not very successful here. But I remember my friend had one, and it was kind of this, oh, cool, this is a Alex off-brand Nintendo. And, yeah. like, and the, all the cartridges look pretty much the same. But. Yeah. And yes, we are going to get a little yeah. video game geeky here, but please stay with us. And we should probably, you know, explain the impetus for this show, right? Which is the Super Nintendo. Yeah, please. Oh, sorry. Please. So in honor of the Super Nintendo that will be coming out in, I don't remember what day. Do you remember what day? Yes, I do. In Ah. fact, let's get into that real quick. Just tell the history, Joel. You got it. So back in November of 2016, uh, they released the NES Classic, which was this little tiny box that looked like a Nintendo. It was like a miniature Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Same size paddles, but it had 30 built-in games licensed from the NES library. 
And it was a lot of games that a lot of people enjoyed, such as Punch-Out, Dr. Mario, Mega Man 2, Legend of Zelda. Unfortunately, no Brothers. one has heard about this console. So this is a <laughs> no, totally no, underground no, Jake, thing. No one has it. No, that, is that what yes. it is? Yes. Because Nintendo said, hey, we're going to release this. Everyone's like, great. Why isn't Contra on it? Not the point. But <laughs> is it Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, please? No, it's not Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. It's just generic Punch-Out. Mr. Perfect. We oh. couldn't get licensing for Mike Tyson. <laughs> Uh, but they said, we, <laughs> is that the marketing department? Pretty much. <laughs> but they came out with this and said, yeah, it's going to be great. And everyone was so excited and they tried to buy them and then they were gone as soon as they came and people were buying them up and trying to sell them on eBay for like quadruple the amount they paid for it. Like, and selling them like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. People were actually buying it. And, and so people got mad. Not only that, so it was 2.3 million of the classic NESs. Yeah. And then Nintendo goes, oh, we're done. And why? Why? There was totally a market for them and they're like, eh. Never mind. Nintendo's never had the best launch of anything. I remember, remember when the Wii came out all those years ago? We remember. Come on. Don't you remember the commercials? We would like to play with you. Is that, is that what they would? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's their thing. Sure. But so everyone tried to get one and they didn't make enough for what? Almost six months, maybe more. And they think it creates more. demand, but it just creates anger. Yeah. Anger. And then people move on. Yes. But on September 29th, 2017, the future, <laughs> the distant future <laughs> of this Friday. They are going to release the Super Nintendo Classic Edition with 21 Super NES titles pre-installed. Guys, I got to go. I'm going to go wait in line. You should. Right now. Because they're going to include such uh, things as F-Zero, Star Fox, Mario Kart, Super Mario World, Donkey Kong Country, Mm. and a bunch of other ones no one cares about. That does hit nostalgia No, no, no. There there are a lot of great games on here. Link to the Past is there. Really? Huh? I've never been big on Zelda. Really? Never. I don't oh, know why. Okay. I like the music. Send your hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your hate no, mail. Here's this the, is the most beloved thing. People Nintendo, have already talked yeah. about this. Uh, even back in May at E3, they kind of they showed a few, and Nintendo E3. was like, "Explain E3." Uh, E3 is a video game conference, there a big go. thing that takes place in Las Vegas in, or no California. Expo. Yeah, it's, yeah. And so <laughs> they kind of already they braced <laughs> everyone for not having enough already. Like they are not going to have Super Nintendos, enough Super Nintendo classics. classics. The difference here is that the NES Classic had a three foot cable from your TV. Oh, yeah. A three-foot cable. Which, uh, well, from the console itself. It comes, this one is embarrassing. But it comes from the days when your TV used to be on the floor. It was those big wooden TVs. Yeah, it was right. on the floor, and you just sit in front of the TV on the floor and play. Or hitting your power paddle with your hands. Yeah. Yeah. But nowadays, I mean, I want you to go out there, listener, and look at your TV and measure how far it is from your couch and tell me if it's three feet or hey, less. Oh, <laughs> but no. Nintendo has got it solved. Now they're five foot for the Super Nintendo Classics. What? Five feet. That'll get you an extra two feet. <laughs> yeah. Math. Right? <laughs> um, now, I know there's someone out there right now thinking to themselves, well, wait a minute. If they're going to be pitching a Sega Genesis Classic, I know that Sega Genesis has come out with a console that has games on already pre-installed. And you'd be wrong, listener. And you have a lisp. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. No. Uh, but there was, and in fact, my parents own uh, this console, the Sega Genesis, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Sega, Sega Mega Drive Flashback, or Genesis Flashback, which features 85, I think it said, 85 uh, built-in games. Most of them are not good or even really Sega. Right. Like there's someone there, I'm like, this wasn't a Sega game. Like, why would you put this on here? Well, actually, so Sega, and they don't do consoles anymore. They no. only make software. Yes. So... After, actually, we may get in the history in just a little bit, but they yes. made the, the Master Drive, the Genesis, the 32X, the Sega CD, and the Dreamcast Saturn. Sorry, there's a lot of things there. We're yep. getting into the weeds. Nerd! But then they lost money. They lost money yes. in a big way. Wait, wait, wait. 
Oh, okay, before, no, yeah. yeah. We'll Don't get there. We'll get... But here's the thing. These consoles, these flashbacks, yes. like the, Joel's talking about, they, none of them are made by Sega, so we feel like... Well, look, we don't even care. We just want to talk about Sega Genesis. Well, okay? that's the whole. <laughs> they're they're made right. by a third party. Yes, the gameplay they're emulators. Is, they're emulators, so the gameplay is not the same. It means they're not using the same type of software. They're using an emulator, and it makes it not real. An imposter. Too. Yeah, and uh, also, like having played it, the gameplay is not good, and the paddles they use. You you the cool thing about it, and I will say the cool thing about it is it has a cartridge slot on the top, so that you can play all the built-in games, or you can use the oh, games, games you still have. That in your cool. closet, and that's Either great. Or, that is cool. But the paddles were also pretty terrible because they were infrared, and what? so which is good because you know you have the long you don't you don't want a short yeah, no, cord, no cable. But then it also was very spotty, like it's line of sight. And if you're like playing a game where you're moving around a lot, sometimes it would. Miss you mean a if a girl is playing a video game? I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> They're flipping the controller Send around. Send your hate mail to... <laughs> I, look, all I'm saying is I remember... It's a podcast at gmail.com. My sisters used to play video games that way when video games had Care a cord. Kent Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but like it, it was kind of a spotty thing. So we decided we were going to take our version of if they make an official non-third party, an official yes. Sega, class, Sega Genesis classic console, what games do Kent and I think should be on there? Because Kent and I are Sega guys. And this Isn't is a different. Weird? This is a different approach too. You guys are not going to argue. You're not going to pitch what should be on there. Yes, we are, Jacob. We are going to argue. You have already decided this. You've I've already, already decided. I have a ten minute rant about Anastasia. Now I go you right are now. unveiling. <laughs> We're not going to so, include her game on this. <laughs> Here's the thing: the Super Nintendo sold more units than the Sega Genesis. Just you know, about forty nine million to maybe thirty. So you're saying it's right. a better console? It sold more. Oh, okay. Better but console. I there guess. are some pretty timeless games, but on not Super always. Nintendo. There was like four out of five Christmases in a, or five five Christmases in a row when Sega Genesis beat Super Nintendo. And why did the Super Nintendo finally come out on top? Donkey Kong Country. Yep. Really? Even That's though they had Super them. Mario World, they had a great games for years. That was and years. a huge launch for two years. Donkey Kong Country just killed it. Which I was never really big into Donkey Kong Country, but that's what we'll get into as well. I liked it because the other reason that that Sega succeeded, Sega Genesis succeeded. Well, when you guys do research, you get was all nerdy. because. <laughs> when do I not do research? Uh, no, it's great. That's Jake, why I like the show. I don't have any research here. This is just <laughs> hey, Joel, talking. we're doing Taco Bell. Okay, I'm gonna find the whole system history of Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know how many stars there are. That's me. In did, a you just, did you just blast yourself? Yes, is I did. Okay. He did. He did. Great. I don't even know what to My say about that. My self-esteem is so Can't low. really make fun of him now. Uh, but Sega succeeded in marketing, and the way they marketed themselves was: look, that's your kid's console, that's your parents' mm-hmm. console. Sega is the cool console. Yeah, Sega. Like they were all high energy. You know, look how cool we are. And in fact, they did some survey research. Sony did, and came to, came to find out that the adolescent males are less likely to admit they had a Super Nintendo than if they have a Sega. Like they wanted to pretend they had a Sega. Huh. It was cooler to have the Sega. It was, yeah, because you're like, oh yeah, they have all these cool games, and it was the more if I may say, we'll get into this too later on, but violent console. Yes. They allowed a lot more. And they were one of the pioneers in the rating of games because of games they had and they had to put a label on them. Well, actually, Joel, the Sega Genesis had a little thing called Blast Processing. Blast Processing was their marketing slogan. And guess what it meant? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Every commercial is like, the Genesis has Blast Processing. Sega! And they show Sonic running through the loops. Sega! And then they show Mario kind of like, Bouncing around Sega. really slowly. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the next level. And <laughs> blast processor. So their processor actually was faster at 7.2 megahertz. I'm getting real geeky here compared wow. to the Super Nintendo, which is 3.6. He just knew that off the top of his head, too. But guess what? Hmm. The Super Nintendo actually did have better graphics. Like this, the Genesis ran a little bit faster, but the, the Super Nintendo was actually a better system. But because they had coined blast processing, so many kids bought into it. 
Yeah. Hmm. And so it, it like works. You, like you two. Like, well, and, and like us. Yeah, exactly. You may, you may think this is like a non-issue, like talking about these video game consoles, like, oh, you know, it's not a big deal, but I'll have you know. In fact, I'm going to read this. The release of the Super Nintendo Entertainment System two years after the Genesis resulted in a fierce battle for market share in the United States and Europe that has often been termed as a console war by journalists and historians. I'm actually listening to the audiobook called Console Wars. Really? And it's about the basically the two presidents who moved into Genesis and Nintendo at the time and how they kind of started their companies. And this was the biggest battle. You know, I would like to say I've grown up. In the, the past 25 years. The biggest battle ever? Is that what you're saying? Yes. 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 Ever. Like, we even talked well, about this. Well, at Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, if you, uh, no everyone knows college football rivalries, right? <laughs> yeah. And you try to forget them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right now, I am 36 and I still talk about DC and Marvel. Like, you still, or Apple and Samsung, right? But when you think of these wars, you think of like the Cola Wars. Yes. And you know, that's another kind of uh, you got the social one, war. Yeah. Yeah. But then, and McDonald's versus Burger King had a thing for a while. But now, how much into this war, the console war, did you get, Joel? I was diehard Sega. Yeah, I would, I would be Team Sega all the way because I'd go in there and be like, oh, well, you know, Super Nintendo, me, me, me. But so, GamePro used to do the have this full page where they'd have envelopes that fans have drawn, and they'd be like, to GamePro, and it would always have like their their the coolest art. Like it'd be like Scorpion doing something funny or whatever. I would monthly. Right to GamePro, and I would draw entire envelopes of basically Mario getting his his hat chewed up by a Tyrannosaurus Rex from Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. or Sonic just running over the dead body of Mario. That must or something. have been a rough college for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. I was I was twelve and thirteen. Wow, okay. Doogie Hauser, way to go! <laughs> you mean drawing death art on envelopes? <laughs> so you were drawing Mario dying in horrible ways? Yes, because I say the GamePro, and then yes. in the meantime they're con- they're contacting the local authorities. <laughs> I would draw Sonic wearing Scorpion's clothes, and then like a fatality with Mario or something. Yeah, I got so into something that didn't matter at all but i hated mario and love sonic for no reason i should though say i maybe not apparently i wasn't that into the console wars. yeah did you draw killer envelopes no because <laughs> i would try and with beat anthrax that. in them i love them both i wanted them to come together i was like i just want mario and sonic to be in the same you know universe i want to have the games be together it bugged me that i could get some games on sega but couldn't get other games because they were on nintendo uh, see i disagree now that like the xbox and playstation they're so friendly with each other they're almost the same system because there are so few exclusives. Now they're almost... They're Which just, I'm fine with. They're compatible, and then you're like... One eh. console to rule them all. Whoa. Really? The Game Boy, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you, re- you feel like PlayStation and Xbox are really friendly? Yeah, they have the uh, cross-chat now. The Xbox guys are always showing love to PlayStation. It's the weirdest thing. And there's only hmm. about five exclusives maybe per year on each system. That's still quite a few. Not what, like it used to be. Yeah, they used to have different developers even making the same games on these other systems. I don't know. I This used to be my thing. This was the big flame war. I'm glad Twitter didn't exist back then. It would have been bad. Really bad. Yeah. But so now, you know, anything else you want to say about the history of Sega, yeah. Kent? Uh, I, not, I mean, I could give my own list. personal history of Sega. Go for it. Why not? So I think I was, hold on. No, 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 no. 12. Okay. I was 12 years old. And I did enough chores to make $130. Holy cow. How many, how many chores did that take you? Mowing the lawn for like an entire summer. Okay. Okay. I made $130, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to Toys R Us because the Streets of Rage 2 Sega Genesis combo pack is $129. I didn't have enough because of tax. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I did, actually. (laughs) But then an old old man met him and said, 
How about you just pay that hundred twenty nine and give me a hug and I'll take the rest. <laughs> this, is getting, this is a dark turn. <laughs> what? No, that's a that's uplifting story. Is it an old man wanting a hug if he buys me? <laughs> no, wait, remember that story about the guy who had the jar, of, the kid had the jar of pennies, and the guy says, "Give me that and a hug." Well, actually, I did. Some guy said, uh, "I was like, I want to buy this Genesis for my <laughs> mama, mama, please." <laughs> Not. In this month, kids, <laughs> do not make that holidays references in this holidays month. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I paid $130. I got my Sega Genesis with Streets of Rage 2, and I never looked back. Which is Literally? funny because, ah, man, I never really played that game. Like, yeah. It's funny that game was so iconic no, for you. No, it's, um, you know, and then I got all the Sonics and everything, but I never got a Nintendo 64. I moved straight to PlayStation. That's another show altogether. Right. I ended up buying a Wii eventually, but I never really cared for it. I never really showed it the love that it maybe needed. And I never really looked at Nintendo again, honestly. Well, and, and I just wanted to kind of bring it up. I actually did talk about this back on Pick and Sell episode 86, Toy Stories, Ooh. December 5th of last year. But uh, one of my most memorable Christmas gifts is the day we woke up in the morning, we went downstairs, and we had a brand new big TV we're talking, this thing may have been 40 inches, maybe 35. <laughs> That's I'm actually sure. pretty big for back then. Yeah, I think it was, it, was, it was a big TV. It was square. But I remember we also got a Sega Genesis with Sonic 2. And I Sonic was playing that half pipe level on this giant screen three feet away from it. And <laughs> it was amazing. So Sonic the Hedgehog was kind of my dive into it. What I really became a fan of was that whole franchise. But we'll get into that when we talk about the games. I just okay. want to give my history as well. I mean, Sonic's probably not going to make the list though, right? Probably not. Probably not. And we're not doing a, is it is this 20 to 1 best Sega games, or are we well, kind of just going random here? It's more along the lines of, uh, we Kent and I came together, we we debated back and forth, there were some heated arguments that Jacob just stayed away from. and uh, <laughs> It's true, <laughs> for the best, honestly. Yeah. But Kent and I came up with a list, uh, 20 games, 20 to 1, we're going to start with number 20, and we're kind of saying these are the ones that should be included, and the higher up on the list, the more we think they should be included, like, you need this one more than this one, more than this one. Maybe. And this is a favorites list, not necessarily a critical approach as uh, the very best one. Even though your critical. opinion's it's, right, it's though. I'm like, sure your opinion is perfectly I would have cut right. out some of these games had it not been for popular opinion. Th- there are <clears throat> other favorites, but I think it's a, if you want a complete Genesis Genesis experience, like I would you should love, get these games. Like I would love to include a game like Flashback on there, because I want everyone to experience this really fun Super game. Super weird. Yeah. But it's fun? not... No, because it was it was... It was groundbreaking to me. I, told, okay. I talked about that one before right. the video game show. But uh, but I decided, yeah, we can't really include that one because I'd like to have it on there. But And I don't want to promote favorite. piracy, but go buy Raspberry Pi and you can have all these games. I didn't say that. <clears throat> we didn't say that. They can sell not. It's not and a you'll actually bet. get it in for 60 bucks. Usually. Not a doorstep I can sell. All right. Number 20. <laughs> and we're starting off with kind of throwing the sports people a bone. Yeah. Because, Kent, were you a big sports video game player? Back then I was, actually. Really? Yeah. You knew okay. how to sport online? When I was well, 12. Not online, not online, I guess. <laughs> Digitally? When I was 12, I my dream was to be an NBA player. And so I used to play basketball. This is when you were drawing Mar- dead Marios? Yeah, you no. You wanted to be an NBA player? <laughs> I was an artist and an athlete. <laughs> no, I, I played Blades of Steel and other sports games. But yeah. that's about it. Well, and I, I played, you know, Tech Mobile back on the NES. I yep. played a lot of the Maddens. Arch but, Rivals, all but that good re- stuff. I didn't play Arch Rivals. And, Very good. But I wasn't really big into sports. So this is kind of a... A compromise, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're including Mutant League Football. Yeah. <laughs> Came out in 1993. Now, this game, uh, you use the Madden 93 engine, so it's a legitimate football game, but it's set in a post-apocalyptic world where radiation has caused the human race to mutate and dead to rise from the grave. So you're playing hey, when that with monsters and skeletons and zombies, and they'll have cool names like 
Thrash. And uh, no, actually, Bones Jackson, <laughs> uh, KT Slayer instead of Lawrence Taylor, Joe Magician instead of Joe Montana, and Scary Ice instead of Jerry Rice. <laughs> so I think the names are really not Scary great. Ice. Scary yeah. Ice. Well, they have those. Oh, then they also have the random ones like, you know, Death Killer and stuff like that. Yeah. And they had, uh, uh, oh, what are the, some of the team names? I have that oh, written the, down here, uh, too. 60 Winers. <laughs> Instead of this, or it's the forty winers. That's I think, what it, I think is. it was Taser Face, is what it was. Taser Face. Don't do that. I did, don't that, need I did that. that just for you. <laughs> every every character looks like Taser Face, though. <laughs> okay. But so it, the gameplay was was actually pretty legitimate. Like it was straightforward. You pick your play. You you know pass or run. You pick a defense. Like it was exactly like you imagine these games to be. Yeah. But there were added benefits. Like you could bribe the ref once per half, and they'd call penalties on the other team. You could kill the ref. Or you could kill the quarterback, and you would get a penalty. Or eat him five because yards. Because you're a zombie. Well, they, they would just kind of smash into him, and they'd turn into a puddle of blood. Is yeah, how it would and happen. there are landmines and holes in the field and you everything. Could, yeah, if you, in the yes. space one, if you step near the edge, you get swept off into space. And But it's a it's a legitimate football game, but it has that added weirdness to it that makes it fun. Yeah. And that's why we included it on the must-include if you're going to make a Sega Genesis classic. Nice. Number 19 is Strider. Strider what you mean 19. Oh, excuse me. From Strider. Strider. You mean Aragorn. <laughs> Yes, right? I wish. I wish there was just a Strider game. That would be really cool. <laughs> so Strider came out in 1990. This was one of those. It's kind of a, it's a side-scroller. Oh, pretty much every one of these platform games are going to be a side-scroller. Mutant League Football. Basically, basically, if you're not in with the video games, there's 3D, which kind of happens with a few of these. Mm-hmm. Most of them are just side-to-side, right? Think Contra, think Mario. Yeah, the side-scrolling yeah. means the back is moving. This is one of Capcom's, a Cap, Capcom who does Mega Man, who does Street Fighter. Mega this High! Is, this is one of their first big hits. Mother Brain! I miss Mother Brain! I do too. So, Joel, you played Strider in the past few days, I assume. Yes, well, and so when we when you were debating to put this one on the list, and you, you pushed for it pretty hard. In yeah. fact, you said, I will give up one of my pitch shows to let you have this on here. And I said, yes, okay, Hey, we'll w- wait a minute. We I want the rocket it. for that. But... So we, I put this on here and I went, I don't really know it, but I went and played it the other night and it did seem familiar. It wasn't a main staple for me, but it was definitely one that I'd played in the past. Did it seem like it kind of played into the, the whole Cold War fear back in the day? Yeah, that's what's weird. So you have this guy yeah. and he's like a samurai kind of a guy with a, a sword. A blonde haired samurai. Yeah, blonde haired samurai with a sword that makes, you know, it's basically a, a sonic boom. Sword. And then he's fighting... In Soviet Russia, the fu- futuristic Soviet. Yeah, Soviet there's, there's like a bunch of Soviet guys who jump and become a metal snake and it, to fight you. It's actually the 2048s, the Russian Empire. But this whole game screams Thanks. like Cold War fear, and let's have a blonde hero save everybody with a big sword. Yeah, and this is one of uh, Capcom's early hits before Street Fighter 2 came along, which uh, Street Fighter 2 is an SNES game. In case you were wondering, that's a Super Nintendo game. It came out on Genesis as well. Eventually. Eventually. Initially, it was just Super Nintendo, and that was one of the big pulls of Super Nintendo. But being a hack and slash game, like Strider was pretty fun. It's basic. And it actually, I don't think it got a sequel uh, maybe until the PlayStation 2 or 3, actually. Well, and it's weird because it's also multilingual. Did you notice that? Yeah. They have like Russian and English and and Mandarin Chinese and uh, Japanese. Like they kind of, it's a really, really weird mod podge of games. But the cool thing about it is. The acrobatics. Yes. That's why I think this one stuck out to a lot of people is because normally with, you know, Mario or Mario, Mario, uh, it's just kind of a jumping thing and you jump onto a platform. Whereas this guy, he would like to like somersaults and and, uh, cartwheels and he'd grab onto stuff and flip up like he could climb on walls. He is also kind of wearing like an Olympian sort of gymnast outfit as well. Which protects you from bullets. Everything Strider wished he was. (laughs) Yeah, Strider Aragorn. Yeah, Yeah, Aragorn. So our number 18 game is T2, the arcade game. Not T2. 
Judgment Day. They are two separate games. Apparently, there were a number of games that were about Terminator 2 that, that they released. Now, this one, you may, even if you didn't have a Sega Genesis, you may have played because it was a very, very popular arcade game with the orange gun and the blue gun. But it had guns on the arcade. They had guns for the Sega Genesis. Did they? They did. Wasn't Was that the Super Nintendo, the Super Scope? They had, uh, oh, what is, what is it called? It was the, the Menacer. The, the Genesis. That's the name of the gun. The name of the gun was the Menacer, which I didn't have. No, it's a terrible. So game. I played this. I played this in the arcade game. It's a one of the. It's a typical shooter game in an arcade game. Which, by the way, kids, arcades are where people used to go to play video games. They pay a whole a long time mm -hmm. ago. But you have your gun and you shoot, and then like the screen would scroll, and there'd be T one thousands or T eight hundreds running in, and you got to shoot them. You got to not shoot the people. And it was really, really fun in the arcade. And then you get on the home system, and you're using a paddle. Like we we use the paddles. Yeah. And using a paddle to aim isn't as fun, but man, we played this game a lot. It's intense. And it's a short game too, Yeah, if you do it right. And it's also kind of complicated because the whole point is you're trying to avoid Judgment Day. So you've got to make sure you destroy everything that you need to destroy. And if you don't, the ending is, sorry, the Judgment Day still happens, everyone dies, which I always got. I've never you, gotten, really? I've never <laughs> gotten a positive ending. If I may, I'm going to read the story real quick and see if this sounds familiar. Go for it. The player takes the role of a T-800 Terminator cyborg already captured and reprogrammed by the human resistance and fights alongside them against Skynet in the year 2029. Oh, how Eventually, handy. the T-800 and John Connor perpetrate Skynet's headquarters and destroy the system's CPU. Does that sound exactly like Terminator Salvation? Vaguely familiar. It sounds like Terminator 2. Yes, yeah, Terminator no, 2. Well, it is. It's every Terminator, but in Terminator <laughs> Salvation, the one with Christian Bell, that's what they do with the whole Marcus character. Remember the movie you forgot about? No, but with I, the one with Christian Bell. I don't remember. But the movie I'm, try, I I'm trying about. to figure out how you're differentiating this from the actual T2 because T2 this literally is exactly the same time because they they capture him and they put him in that timeline. Hmm. Wibbly wobbly. I, would, I always just thought it was just the Terminator 2 storyline because you go in. But it's in the shoot. future. It's the first one in the future. No, but they they show the future and then you get a fight there for a bit and then you go back and then you. Go to do you go back in T2, the arcade game? I'm pretty sure you do, because you got to destroy all the stuff in the lab at Cyberdyne. Pull it up. Let's play it. Okay, we actually do we're have to find it. We should so we're going to do it. But that's our number 18, T2, the arcade game. We're throwing another, another bone here with a sports game. I'm very sorry. We're going to get through these as quick as we possibly Which, can. <laughs> Your big sigh. Well, because oh, no, it's not because this, it's games. not because of the sports thing. It's because I wanted a different one, and this was a compromise I made with Kent. <laughs> I like yes, how you I'm, said that. I'm I wanted a different one. Now, Joel, I'm glad you made that compromise because you made the right choice, and so did I. The game is NHL 94. And let me just talk about some of the accolades it's of this game. It's a hockey game. game. It's a hockey game. Well, hopefully you know that by NHL. Uh, my daughter actually asked me, what does NHL stand for? And I had to explain what NHL, NFL, NBA, and you'd be proud because I got them all right. Yeah. Yeah, I think. So <laughs> even to this day, this is considered one of the top 100 games of all time by IGN, number 47, actually. ESPN wow. ranked it second on all-time sports video games. And it's because... Like now. And you know what? It's not a very good game. Well, it's it, but it it's fun for then. But that's it makes you feel like you're playing hockey. Like they yeah. actually did some sort of physics algorithms where you're sliding across the ice and it feels like you have to control yourself and not go too fast. And it's impossible to score, just like a real hockey game. I got one. I you actually did? I did got one and I beat <laughs> oh. it. So I feel like a real hockey game because I got one and I had to be proud of that. Also, I oh man, icing. I hate icing. Yeah. I get that I stupid penalty every I'm like, time. I'm like, I don't even know what icing means. How did I do it? It's when it crosses the two lines. Like, there's the lines. Yep, I knew that. Okay, okay. You know sports. Well done, sir. I had to figure out what icing was. <laughs> so the NHL, this is when they started getting really involved in these games because they used to just make, like, mutant league football, that sort of thing. And they made them remove fighting from the game. 
Yes, in order. Kind of lame, right? It is lame. They they wanted to make it a little more family friendly. Who does that? So I just looked up best sports games of all time, and guess what the first one listed by Google is? What is that? A Madden one? NHL '94. What? Yeah. Are you serious? True story. Bacon sale. Google approved. (laughs) Are we? But my compromise was I I never really played Mutant League football. I played Mutant League hockey. Oh, I'm sure it's not much different, right? You just look at it from the top and it goes top to bottom. So they literally used the game engine for NHL 94 for Mutant League Hockey. It's the same basic gameplay, but with the mutants. And that's what I played all the time was playing Mutant League Hockey. So I can forgive this one for being on the list and I will allow it this time, Kent. You know, it's kind of funny, though. But it'll cost you a pitch show. Don't do that again. (laughs) Now I'm, I'm in the hole. So they actually made NHL 95, 96, and 97 for the Genesis. And this one is still the best one, considered by all the fans. Like, there are fan communities for NHL 94. Really weird. Is NBA Jam, was that on Sega? Yes. Oh, well, in Super Nintendo. It, yeah. it was kind of well, a I know. I played the crap out of it on Super Nintendo, and that's I, I didn't know if it was exclusive there or not. You're right. Super Nintendo was crap. Oh! Sega Boys. He's on fire. Uh, that was a crappy <laughs> high five. Let's try it again. <laughs> that was that's bad, the worst actually. high five we've ever done oh, for the show. It's because we said Super Nintendo. Yeah. Not so super. Number 16. So uh, this one is probably one of the hardest kid games out there. But yeah, it's what a were kid you doing? Game. Put this one. On. This is not a kid's game. It's a kid's game because it is bright and colorful and fun, and because it is The Lion King, based on Disney's The Lion King. But man, I played it again. It's still hard. Yeah. Because the whole point of the game is you're young Simba, and then you're running around, and they have the music playing in the background, which is actually Disney music. Ooh, do you find defenseless animals to go eat? You, you jump on them. You jump on them. Or you, in like porcupines, you roar at them. And oh, then you can they roar tip them? over. And then they, oh, yeah. I never did that. Yeah, I, just, and, I just try to jump over them. Yeah, no, no. If you roar at them, they tip on their back, and then you can jump on them and make them poof. Can you make that sound again? <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. It's not as good as it could be if I had my throat tonight. So we have uh, Lion King, developed by, Gen- well, for S- SNES and Genesis in 1994. But then after he, you play as child Simba, which I don't know if many people got past that I just can't wait to get king when you have to, that, that level where you have to jump around, change the monkeys, yeah. jump on top of giraffe's heads, ride an ostrich and jump off it. As it is the worst. It's difficult, but it is really still kind of fun because this was one of those, oh wow, it looks like the cartoon. Like these graphics were a huge thing. I don't know if Ken agrees with me here, probably so, but I used to get uh, cartridges like at the game rental store or something mm-hmm. like that. Or look at them in in that wasn't what what game stores they had back then. I can't even think of what it was. Doesn't matter. Well, Blockbuster is that what you mean? Maybe, but yeah. like, I remember going to look at it, buying them and looking on the back. And you look at the front, it would be this amazing cover art. Like, yeah. whoa, this is gonna be the best game ever. And then you turn it on the back, and you're like, oh, the graphics are terrible. But Lion King was legitimately looked like you were playing the cartoon, and it right. was the coolest thing. So I put this one on there because I well one because the music. Because once you play that, I just can't wait to be king level. You can't get that music out of your head. Right. With 8-bit. Yeah. It's funny. We've had a few licensed games. And licensed game means you it, it's adapted from a movie. And they just make a cheap game from it. Mm-hmm. But like Terminator 2 was, well, maybe not such a great port, but still kind of fun. But the, the Disney games for Sega Genesis really killed it. And we'll they get into really that did. a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. Speaking of killing, by the way, when he gets older, Jacob... Uh, Symbol learns such combat moves as scratching, mauling, and throws. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The lion throw. <laughs> infamous. <laughs> it's so infamous. All right, number 15. 
is one of the best Sega Genesis games of all time. Which is funny because I never played it. Which is even funnier because that applies to every game we're naming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but my heart's not in the rest of those. (laughs) If someone were to say, hey, let's turn on a Sega Genesis. Let's turn on the Mega Drive right now. No, you say Sega Genesis. Turn on the Mega Drive. And what game do you want to play? I wouldn't say Sonic. I would say Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar Heroes. Heroes. That's not one of the ones I just played, is it? It is. It's the first one you played with the guns. Oh, that with was the, the first one? And the stars okay. and the heroes. Which is funny, but just once again, when you said Gunstar Heroes, I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I looked it up. This thing was really popular. Yeah. Never crossed my radar. Huh. I have no idea how. This is one of those sleepover games that we played constantly when we got tired of Mortal Kombat. Because it was a two-player where you could go together. Yes. Oh, yeah, we should mention that, too. Like, T2 was another one we played together, uh, Terminator 2, because the two-player made it much more To be more honest, I think all of these games, and even Super Nintendo games as well, were just sleepover games. That if you died, you'd hand it off to the next player, or, you know, if you beat the level, you hand it off. Jake, did you ever have friends that you had sleepovers with back in the day? <laughs> Wait, stop it. Stop it at friends. Hey, did you? Yeah, of course. Like your mom? (laughs) That wouldn't be a sleepover. It was your mom that came Go to your room. (laughs) What? Did you say what you throw in there? What what do you mean? Uh Well, yeah, and most of these games really only take uh, an hour, maybe two to conquer if you play it straight through and you do it right. Uh, But back in the day, you could play for hours and hours and hours. That, and you couldn't save the games like you can now. So you need two and a half hours to set aside. Back in the my game. day, we didn't respawn. We had three continues, and then we had to start the whole game over. Unless you had the code. Well, some Which games, some games game. had codes. So just to explain Gunstar Heroes, this was essentially Contra, except for your heroes are clothed. They are still red and blue. <laughs> oh, dang it. And if, you know, if joggers, because Contra always made me laugh because if someone just kind of gently jogs into you, you die. Mm-hmm. In this game, you get incredible guns. It's one of those shooters that you can just do. It's, it's very cartoony shooter, I should say, much like Contra. Wait, wait, someone jogs into you? Yeah, have you ever? Ne- we should play Contra after can this. I, can I read the synopsis no, no, no. Oh, of okay, this, Ken? Okay. Yes. This game is centered around the exploits of the Gunstars, a mercenary family out to stop the Empire, a dictatorship that seeks to revive an ancient weapon by using the power of four gems hidden throughout the planet. Makes sense to me. And apparently these gun stars were like put in hibernation on the moon or something like that and they were revived or I don't know. There was a whole big backstory to this. I thought you were talking about Gunstar being the people that ran into you. I play Contra a bunch. Yeah. yeah. You know, in Contra, all the enemies just kind of run into you. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they, they hit die. you, you die. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, so I played this for the first time that I can ever remember the other night. Wow. Uh, Based on my recommendation? Well, because it was on the list and I, and I saw that it was on all these other popular lists and I went, okay, I'll give it a shot. And at first, it was so frustrating because, one, I don't have the manual, so I had no idea how to use the controls. I had to figure it out, and I couldn't figure out how to pick up a stupid power-up. I'm sorry. That was frustrating. You should have called me. And then I kept fighting these guys over and over again because you can pick one of four levels. You don't have to go in sequential order. You can go in whatever order you want. Much like Mega Man. And I picked one of these levels, and it was one where I had to, like, fight four bosses in a row. And it was so frustrating, and I kept dying over and over again. And then my daughter was like, you're not doing very good. (laughs) Your kids just watch you and judge you. I don't think you're going to win this one. And I actually went, all right, that's not helping. Go to bed. (laughs) You made her go to bed? I made her go to bed. (laughs) So you wouldn't even prove her wrong. But then that's the the worst part. Because as soon as they all went to bed, I did go help the kids. We put them in bed. I came back down. I beat that level. I beat the next level. I beat the next level. I beat the next level. I was playing this thing for an hour and a half. And I kept being like, this has got to be the end. Except you beat the four levels. You're like, that's yeah. got to be the end. Nope, there's another level. And I'm like, okay, I beat this boss. That's got to be the end. Nope, there's another level. And it kept going. And I finally got to the point where I'm pretty sure it was 
was the end because I was on a screen and all the bad guys were looking at me and they were coming in like one by one to oh, fight yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And but then I died and I didn't have a continue and I'm like I'm not starting over. Well, why would you think it was like the end of the game? Like you beat the game? Is that what you thought? Yeah. In like an hour and a half. Oh yeah. It's a short game. That's a really short game. Here's what most I of these are, Jake. Most of these only take about an hour. Or two. Here's what I picture the conversation what? the next mm-hmm. morning being. I picture you're, you know, you'd be like, "Good morning, honey," and she's like, "Oh, hi, dad," and you're like, "Guess what? I beat, I beat that guy." And I the next it. guy, and that guy, she's all, mm-hmm, "Sure, dad, sure." <laughs> That's basically what go, happens. Go get me some cereal. <laughs> Wait, why are these only an hour and a half? All like the Super Nintendo, Nintendo games I played, they they lasted ages. No, these they, they go back. You'll find Jacob. They they seem like ages as kids, but you do these now, and they're like an hour and a half, two. Do you hours know why tops. it seemed like ages? Because you'd start playing like Super Metroid, and you'd be thirty minutes in, your mom would be like. Go do your chores. <laughs> and then you pause the true. game, come back well, in two hours, and then start playing again. Well, and also, I mean, like Echo the Dolphin, which is another game. Well, you get stuck on one part, and you don't know how to get through it, and you spend like 15, 20 minutes in this one part getting so mad and throwing your paddle. and Oh, throwing the paddle. Yeah. Oh, boy. And drawing deadly things on envelopes. Yeah. But the thing about Gunstar Heroes, and I will give this as an office, if you do play Gunstar Heroes, there's four basic weapons that you can choose from. Lightning, which fires lasers. Uh, chaser, which fires uh, like little arrows that hone in on the enemies. The force, force, the force, force, which is small bullets, and then flame, which is a flamethrower. Those are the four types: mm-hmm. lightning, flame, force, chaser. But you can combine That's them. My favorite series of Avatar, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> but then you can combine them and they become different guns. And I found that the chaser lightning matchup, like if you have those two guns and use them at the same time, is unstoppable. I love this Joel so much. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best gun. In fact, if I didn't get it, I'd actually sacrifice myself so I could start the level over and get the lightning So this was voted as the best action game of 1993. Wow. So, pretty big deal. Until now. It's awesome. Pretty big deal in 1993. Speaking of big deals in the 90s, how about X-Men, folks? Which wasn't the music in the game. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know, but the X-Men cartoon, I mean, I believe it was right around that same time, right? It was. Because this is why they mm-hmm. did it. They made this Sega game, X-Men, and this is one of the funnest... We should, we should talk about this if we've conquered these games or not, because... Very few I probably have. This was one that one of the funnest games I've never conquered. Same. Because it, it gets impossible. I'm looking up at some of the run times here, like Donkey Kong Country is only four hours. Mm-hmm. That's Super Nintendo. Wrong and that discussion. was really Check replayable, out. though. How dare you? Very. Inter- I remember playing it forever. I must have died constantly or something. Yeah. Well, there's some levels like that spider. I don't I'm know like, why. Uh, like Aladdin right now? It says it's only two hours. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. That's crazy. Believe me once in a while, Jacob. That's, Believe me. And these games were time. each $40. Especially, yeah. especially after the stuff you've said. But uh, so in the X-Men game, you can play as either Gambit, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, or Cyclops, which is cool because then you're like, well, I'm going to be Wolverine. Except for the fact that you have a life bar and you have a mutant power bar, and you can only use your mutant I love, powers. I love eating mutant power bars. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but you can, only use, you can only use it a certain amount of times, and then if you try to use it more, like if you try to have Wolverine's claws out the whole time, you start losing life. And I'm like, that is the stupidest thing ever. That is Wolverine, stupid. doesn't hurt Wolverine to have his claws out. I get all mad at it. Who was your favorite character to use? Oh, I was totally a Gambit guy. Yeah, Gambit was the best. Because he had the, the cards that we'd charge up and then you'd throw. Although if you were Cyclops, you could hold your energy beam and he would break dance for yeah. you. Yeah, you I did to that the too. side and you look up and it's like he's raving. He's raving in the... <laughs> Sorry, you guys got to got video. You just got to <laughs> just raving <laughs> Cyclops. But the whole point of the X-Men video game is that the Danger Room, which is a part of uh, X-Men folklore, yes. 
is the kind of a virtual reality room where they can take on battles and Magneto puts a virus in that makes the danger room like try to kill them. Yes. So they have to go through scenario after scenario trying to win this battle. It's a really original game because you can bring in summons like uh, you can call Storm and she'll kill everyone on screen with storm powers you can bring in Iceman and he'll make a trail where maybe you couldn't jump before it's mm-hmm. really Rogue cool and Ice and Rogue Archangel. shows up to look all busty and that's pretty much it I don't yeah. remember what she does I, I believe she shoots something or punches them I, I didn't remember. I didn't notice but they fly in and go away uh, also Jean Grey get catches you when you fall yes which is great with her brain but it really was nice. tough I've never beat this game I don't know if I ever will because it just gets difficult in fact uh, IGN in 2011 named this game as in its 15 really 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 hard games list <laughs> that's a list that's a list <laughs> alright number 13 I hope you're still with us this is also one of the best Genesis games of all time I that guess I you can say that of everything Streets of Rage 2. Now, why not Streets of Rage 1? Streets of Rage 1 is like Street Fighter, and Streets of Rage 2 is like Street Fighter 2. Did okay. anyone ever okay. start with Street Fighter? So no. like Super Mario, uh, Mario Brothers versus Super Mario Brothers. Yes, exactly. Okay. Because they, they try to continue the story in Streets of Rage 2 where it's like... In fact, the story is this. A year after the first game, the three heroes from the first game celebrate the defeat of the mysterious Mr. X. They like go to a bar and they talk about how much, how much fun they had beating the guy from the first game. The next day, they get a call from Skate, the younger brother of one of the heroes from the first game. And then um, Skate says his brother's been kidnapped by Mr. X. And the beatings and, and lootings in the city are worse than ever. And so, wait, four, wait, 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 yes. wait, are you, you want to read this, a word this, part? This, this I actually story. summarized because it got too stupid. This is my favorite part. Okay. So Axel and Blaze had moved out of the city after the adventure from last year. Axel has begun working as a part-time bodyguard and Blaze teaches dance classes. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So here's what we have, Jake. We have a big brute who's a professional wrestler. Yep. He, he's a good guy. All right. We have your normal guy, Axel. Yeah. And he's now a bodyguard. Apparently, yeah, I guess so. You have Blaze who's wearing a mini skirt, but she can do backflips and she kicks butt. She's actually pretty tough. She is great. Because they, they do have different abilities. Like when you get there, it's like agility, four stars, strength, two stars, kind of stuff like right, that. Right. And could you tell me what the special ability of skate is? Do you think do you know what skate would probably do? No idea. Rollerblades. Wow. He's a kid on rollerblades, but guess what? His moves are the best. What? I didn't even play with skate. Oh, you should have. I play I played with Axel, Max, he and goes, Blaze. He goes a little bit quicker and he does break dances. That gets uh, spins huh. everyone out of control. See, I never played this one. It's back all in about the, the dancing days. for you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the dancing. So this one was a side scroller, but it, at the same time, it would be a little more three D, meaning, meaning kind of like you can move up and down on the screen. Mm-hmm. And the bosses are really varied. It was very cool. It was. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a double dragon. If you've ever played double yeah, dragon, like the a NES, smoother double this dragon. This was a smooth double dragon. Yeah. And this game is similar great. to like it's like the Ninja Turtles arcade game. Yes. It, it was very similar to that. And I hadn't played this once again until we started making this list. And Kent said, no, we need to have it. Others stop making me cry. This list made me cry a few times. And I said, fine, I'll play it. And I played it. It was a lot of fun. Like, this was actually a fun one because. Great two-player game It's not just like, it's not Double Dragon where you're just like. Like, you're doing these fight combos and like punching people behind you as you're punching forward and then spinning around doing like a roundhouse. It really jazzy soundtrack as well. No, that's jazzy. No, that's what uh, this game is known for its soundtrack. As in, it was one of the revolutionary. This could be played in a club. That's how good this music is. Hmm. Uh, that's pushing it, but that's what they said. That's what that. I would love, was if saying. I went to a club and they start playing this, I would probably just. Stay I'm thinking there. they're saying oh, in on. the year that it came out. The soundtrack was influenced by electronic dance music, specifically house, techno, hardcore techno, and breakbeat. 
Oh, breakbeat. That's the best for sure. Well, clearly people are listening to the music right now, so people are probably rocking out. Yeah. In fact, right. yeah, I get I, I I got all the, the soundtracks and sent them to Ken and said Magic. Put it behind the episode. This Please. is gonna be great. I will, Joel. I will, as long as we can include the game I want. The next one is Toe Jam and Earl. Boo! I hear you guys talk about this one all the time. Well, we talked about this one back on. Especially you, Ken. No, we pitched it. There was a pitch for it back on episode 58. The Toe Jam and Earl Connected Universe? Yeah, where it was like a Toe Jam and Earl movie because we were talking about video game movies. This is also a a blind spot to me. But Toe Jam and Earl, uh, Ken, you didn't like this one. No, I didn't. Like, did you not like it then and not like it now, or did you not play it then and not like it now? I didn't really play it then, and I just didn't like it now. Because it was a refreshing change from really? all the other games we had on because there. Because they're all like side-scroller beat-em-ups. And this is like an overhead, you walk around. The whole point of Toe Jam and Earl is these two aliens, Toe Jam and Earl, who are... Just to give you a depiction, do, right. Jake, do you remember from 1991 when they held, had the Looney Tunes shirts where the Tasmanian Devil and Bugs Bunny were wearing their clothes backwards and it was cool? Yeah. They were like thugs? Those are these characters. Pretty much. Toe Jam's like three-legged red... There was a whole thing in the early alien. 90s, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 But, and he's wearing, like, he's wearing a gold chain that says TJ on it for Toe Jam and then Earl's a big dude. And they do talk like kind of this California surfer thing going yeah. on. And it's all about rap and funk and how cool it is. And I can I can see the executives in their office going, we got to appeal to kids. What do kids like these days? Yo, kids like rap. And so they, they put it all in there. <laughs> rap. But I enjoyed this game because the whole point is these two aliens crash on Earth. And all you have to do is walk around these stages and find the pieces to your ship. It's and you don't really I mean, there's there's Why is that interesting. Because it's, it's just, not, it's not. tongue in cheek. <laughs> like Diablo, but you don't fight anyone, you just run away. It's a very friendly game for kids and families, but uh, also it's just silly. Like there's a Cupid that coming around and he tries to shoot you, and if you get hit by him, your controls get all messed up. But this is actually a, a very popular game, and it's because it was really kind of groundbreaking at the time because it was this humorous, like apparently two player people got a kick out of the mm-hmm. two-player. And it was one of the first games where if you're together, the screen's the same, but if you moved apart, it would split screen. Yeah, which is That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. 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 It's just so kitsch. That's a good in- innovation. Yeah. but uh, Diablo for kids, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's it. They should No, now people are going to want to play it. You it's still, not you still replaying Diablo? Yeah. No, it's oh, still fun. Yeah. I And like I said, this was a refreshing change because the other ones, it was all like intense, like hit the B button over and over again. Or like in Gunstar Heroes, I was basically holding down one button the entire time with the laser chaser. Yeah. Because it just stays on the bad guys. How do you think I got these thumbs? Look at these muscles on these thumbs. I mean, they're like flexing his thumbs right now. I'm flexing my thumbs. But then I get. It's basically a turkey leg. Right. It's a turkey leg from Disney. That Sega Genesis did this. Yeah. But uh, Toe Jam and Earl You're going to be like delicious this. for some cannibal someday. <laughs> it's got this relaxed <laughs> soundtrack, this kind of funky dun 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 bing, 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 which will be playing in the background. And you just walk around and try and find the parts and just weird things happen. Like you pick up these presents and you don't know what's inside them, but you open it up and one like makes a decoy of you or one makes it so you can put rose bushes to block people from hurting you. Diablo for kids. There's just, you're yeah. walking around Earth and people keep trying to hurt you, but you're not really fighting anyone. You're just trying to find the parts to your ship and get off the planet. So, I welcome this on the list. I think it's and it is iconic. You cannot deny it is it's iconic. Because Toe Jam and Earl, give it a shot. You might enjoy it. Number Do you know 11. what else is iconic? Number 11. Michael Jackson. Michael. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are talking about Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. That is the name of the game. It came out in 1990. So, the, the focus of this game is finding children. <laughs> Don't say it like that. That makes it sound like a little delay. Michael Jackson needs to find some kids. No. (laughs) 
So these kids is have been, it not? These kids have been kidnapped by Mr. Big, and Michael Jackson is there to save them. He is. That's by, what he's by, by opening said. a door, and they walk out and say Michael, and they get taken away by a star. Exactly. So the, it's there's the, every kid resembles Katie from the. Like, I think, I think the I've heard short. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this game. I mean, if you've seen the Smooth Criminal music video, it's based on that, and then it has thriller elements too. And yes, but the the, the Moonwalker movie. If you never have seen Michael Jackson's Moonwalker movie. You're welcome. Give give it a watch because oh. it is bizarre. No, it's bizarre, but like he does turn into a car and a giant robot. Yes, he does. But it's actually great because that's where Smooth Criminal comes from. No, and that that portion of Smooth Criminal is great. Yes, but revolutionary I, even. Yeah, but I'm not gonna be showing my kids Moonwalker for a while. You don't want him to find them. I you don't, don't want. want I don't want them to have to nightmares about Michael Jackson. Although I do show them Thriller. Hmm. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. If anything's given nightmares, but the Thriller's yeah. creepy for different reasons. Right. Okay, so his Michael Jackson. So Jake, you got to play this game. We're gonna play this right after this. We will. You will get a kick out of it. So his attacks. Hot kick. Yeah, his his attacks are a stylized high kick that is. Uh, it's it's his dance routine essentially. It's his little Michael Jackson kick. Where he pulls oh. up his pant leg and then kicks and then stars shoot out of his toes. Yeah, and he also does <laughs> he also does the hand thing and he does his hat where he he takes off his hat. The hat's only if you hold down the button though and then you throw it around. You're you're getting into the details. Joel. But then, but then yeah. if you hold it down Kent, long Kent enough, Kent knows his dancing in video games. Okay, you, so no, but if you hold it down long enough, part. if you hold down long enough, everyone starts dancing with you and then they all die at the end. Oh, and really, if you if you find a bonus, if you open the right door. Bubbles the monkey comes out. No, no, no. He only he only comes after you found all the girls, and then he points the way to the boss. Oh, that's true. And he'll ride on your back. Yeah, but bubbles, bubbles the monkey. The monkey will ride on jumps your back. out and just points, and you follow his hand to the boss. <laughs> this sounds like a nightmare. It kind of is, but it's great. But it belongs on the Sega Classic that we're so, featuring. Fun fact: Mega Magazine, never heard of it. Mega Magazine placed the game at number ninety-one in their list of best Mega Drive games of all time, and they said, in quote, "It was average." <laughs> it's the best. It's, it's average. Number 91. That sounds like a bacon sale thing. <laughs> it was average. Bacon sale approved. That's funny. All right, number 10. ten. We're in the top 10 now. Time for the top 10. And I put Let's this one as Jurassic Park, which is frightening in the dark. Um, developed nice by reference. Thank there. you. I like a good word I'll reference. But this, the reason, okay, so Jurassic Park, obviously based on the video game. But the reason I think this should be included on the list because this is one of the first games where you could play as the villain. Ooh. Because you can be Dr. Grant. Nedry? And- you could be Nedry in this, <laughs> in this uh, one, right? Uh, uh. But you can be Dr. Grant and you're trying to find your you way back to the visitor center. And then you could be a Velociraptor Ooh. and you're trying to find Dr. Grant and kill him. It's actually awesome. That is awesome. Now, Dr. Grant, it's kind of dumb because Dr. Grant walks around with tranquilizer darts and smoke grenades. Yeah. And doesn't actually kill any of the dinosaurs. He just kind of tranquilizes them. They go and fall over. As you're walking past Triceratops and Dilophosaurus and, and all those. animal rides for dinosaurs, obviously. But then the Velociraptor, he just straight up kills people. Like, yeah. he's slashing and biting and eating and... Like, it's a security staff for Jurassic Park. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. just gets to eat them in little compies. But this was this was a hard, hard game. It looked good, though. It looks like Jurassic Park, and they have, like, little cut scenes where you can kind of see, like, you see a raptor fence with the raptor cage, and or, yeah, the raptor cage, and then, like, the lights go out, and it comes back on, and the raptor, like, the, there's a hole in the cage, and all of a sudden the raptor appears in front of the screen. It's pretty entertaining. Cool. And uh, But this one, Jamie, you need to play this. You should probably see the movie, too. Oh, yeah, you probably should, Jacob. It's a movie? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Crazy, right? <laughs> this game also features artificial dinosaur intelligence. Which would make it so that dinosaurs would act differently every time, so it would be a different experience every time you play. So it's not just nice. the same. You can't get the pattern as much on this one. There's still some patterns, but is overall. that why it was so hard? 
Or is it because it's Dr. Grant, he moves so slow, uh-huh. and he had to climb so many ledges. So many ledges. Uh. And also, this was the first video game to utilize Sega's new rating system. It got a GA, general audience. Okay. Even though the dinosaurs straight up killing people. Yeah, that, that blood looked real. And it but really messed me up. Well, and the sound effects, too. Like, the, the, the raptor sound effects, as I was playing it just the other day, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, that really that reminds me of Jurassic Park. Like, that's the raptor noises. Man. Guys, this should have been a YouTube uh, show. And then we could, like, show little clips of the game. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. That would have been a good one. No. <laughs> so much work. YouTube channel coming up. Number nine is one of the most classic Sega games. They actually had three versions of this game. And I didn't really play it. You didn't play it even this time around? I, no, I did. I did. I played it this time around. And when I played it, I recognize it, but I wasn't. And I did play it back in the day, but not as much. Okay. I think the cover, and this was a big time arcade game as well. The cover of this game is pretty much rated R. This is the cover that I showed you, Jacob. But I said, this, is, should, be, this should be our episode this image. This is Golden Axe. Oh, that one. Yes. Came out yes. in 1989, one of the early Genesis games. With a guy wearing a postage stamp as for a Speedo and a oh, girl wearing... Oh, I will explain these characters. It was very He-Man-y. So the, the, there are three characters you can be. You can be the battle axe wielding dwarf, but his name is Gilius Thunderhead. Gilius Thunderhead. You can be a male barbarian named Axe Battler. Axe Battler! Or the last is a longsword wielding woman named Tyrus Flair. I'm Tyrus Flair. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how that one was going to go. Uh, this game is, is once again, it's a little bit like Streets of Rage. It's hack and slash, side-scrolling. You can move up and down the screen as well. You can jump to different like levels and steps. Mm-hmm. The AI in this game is really smart. Did is you notice it? this? Well, so, they were tough. Yeah, they're tough, and like they're really hard to predict as well. And they'll like one will distract you from one side while another one attacks you from the back. Hmm. Clever girl. Exactly. <laughs> I was playing this last night and I was like, oh man, it's a really slow moving, kind of clunky control kind of game. Yeah. Especially after, uh, after playing Streets of Rage and going to this was yeah. a bad move. Because this was one of the first Genesis games of sorts. Yeah. But it's it is classic. It has Golden Axe one, two, and three, and they did get a little better as time but went on. But it has the added twist of magic, yes. which you get these potions by Ooh, kicking magic. little kicking little elves or sprites. Yep. You kick them the and you get potions. But then your attack, when you use magic, depends on how many magics you have, and it gets bigger and bigger as it goes. Like, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Tyrus Flair. If she Tyrus gets full, Flair. if she gets full potion, she calls down fire from the heavens, and it's like you know coming down like comets. But then if you get full magic, a full-on dragon comes in and just blows everybody away. My favorite part about this game is I just mentioned all their names, and they're all like really mystical and fantastical. They're trying to avenge the death of their friend Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Alex. There's Gilius, Axe really, really Battler, Tyrus, yeah. and Alex. <laughs> All right, number eight. Is, oh no, here I we know go. This one. Here we go. Number eight is one we chose to include because it is forever associated with the Sega Genesis. In fact, if you imagine Sega Genesis, you probably saw this game coming with it because no one would have bought it otherwise. Maybe it's Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> Wow. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> that, was, that was Kent, everybody. And I was doing this, like I was moving backwards. <laughs> like I say, I like I say, I was doing this, and then do the same thing that people can't see. <laughs> Everyone, I was doing true. this. Uh, this is a 1992 game, and uh, this is the first installment in the Echo the Dolphin franchise. What? How big is this franchise? I think there's like four games. There's the Tides of Time. There's a Game Gear All right, Jacob. Well. Are you ready? You, you played well, this a little bit Are you going to read tonight. the whole synopsis? No, no, no. Break just, it down. Just, just part of it here. Okay. I'm excited. So, uh... Because I, I summarized it as well. The player character Echo, a bottlenose dolphin, travels through time to combat hostile extraterrestrials and Earth's oceans and on an alien spacecraft. Joel, if I may, I think <laughs> I think you did it a disservice, okay? 
No, okay, one more. I have one more. I want okay. to read. Thank you, Echo. Echo travels to the sunken city of Atlantis where he discovers a time machine and an ancient library. <laughs> so, And he also he gains a weaponized sonar blast. Yes. So remember the thing you were using to talk to other yeah, dolphins? Yeah. That yeah. becomes weaponized. And then he goes back in time to when his pot is sucked up by an alien ship yes. so they can harvest all the uh, ocean's animals. And he uses his sonar blast to kill the Vortex Queen. It gets oh. pretty Oh, spoiler weird. alert. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But I don't think anyone ever conquered it, so it doesn't matter. Because Do, Doesn't he also suck up his own farts in his blowhole? No, that's Dolphin. Uh, dreamer. Story of, D- Dolphin Story of a Dreamer starring Daniel Alexander Dolphin. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Alexander Dolphin. But Jacob, this actually reminded me of you, and so I wanted to read it. I'm ready. When they talked also to... Also nervous. They were talking to the, the creator, the game maker, about this. He said... I was paranoid about game rentals and kids beating the game over the weekend, so I made it hard. <laughs> so it's just like, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to make this super difficult so no one will ever conquer it. And for some reason, just the response of, yeah, I just made it hard so kids can conquer it. Reminded me of you. I don't know why. I'm not sure why either. And yeah. guess what? It is so difficult. It's impossible. Although Jake got over the, that ledge the first time around. Does it sound like my like something I would say? No, it sounds like you'd like to torture kids. Well, <laughs> mm. Sorry about that. Anyway, but <laughs> the, the gameplay, and it is kind of cool to be a dolphin for like five, ten minutes yeah. and swim around and jump. Mm-hmm. But then it gets super boring and super hard and the music gets super soothing and then you fall super asleep. But is it super? If It's okay. If anyone's ever, it's average. If anyone's <laughs> ever played the phone game, the Hungry Shark one. It's the same basic Hungry engine. Hungry shark, do 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 do. It's Hungry the mama shark, jaws. Doo, doo. <laughs> you, oh no, what's happening? We're dads. Yeah, exactly. But have you ever played that where you're just a little shark swimming around in the ocean and you just eat whatever's there and you? It, it's basically that. Feeding frenzy. Uh, maybe. Sure, like, let's go with that. There's a shark and you eat things. Yeah. Yeah. I feed feeding frenzy. All right, you guys ready for number seven? Yes. Boy, am I. Finish it. Tyrus Flame. <laughs> no, you ruined it. <laughs> right, what's her name? Did I mess her name? It's a spinoff. It's Tyrus Flame. Tyrus Flame. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Which, by the way, that scream in the in the song, which everyone knows. Um, could you sing it for us? I, the song? Can you say all the characters' me- names? Oh, yes, of course I can. They're in the game? We already did this on a couple other it's shows. It's my favorite thing you do. Just put it when I did, when I did it before the show. That was just put years that ago. I have to find that? I, I, no, really, I don't remember you saying the names. You probably recorded me when I was doing it before the show started, so just put it at the end of the show. <laughs> but... It ruins all the fun. That, that, that call, that Mortal Kombat, actually came from a commercial for the game. And they made this commercial really? as kind of this powerhouse, and they sampled that one line and then put it in the music. Nice. So remember, it was 1992. The two biggest arcade games were Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat as the new challenger. Mortal Kombat. Parents everywhere were Parents everywhere concerned. were horrified. Oh, we'll get into that. And their kids are like, hey, can I steal a quarter? Yeah, as long as you don't play that terrible game, go play Donkey Kong or Pac-Man, please. <laughs> but you know what we wanted to play? The bloody game Mortal bloody Kombat. version. This is the game that parents worried about their kids getting, which we, we have talked about this before on another podcast. Yes. So they worried so much that Nintendo was like, you know what? We're going to make this pretty family friendly. So they released no blood on their version. It was like gray sweat when you punch somebody. And then Genesis was like, yeah, we're going to do the same. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. By the way, kids, there's a code you can use and you'll get blood. So what was the code? A-B-A-C-A-B-B. Why? Abacab? I don't remember. It was because it's a nod to the Abacab album by the band Genesis. What? Sega did an in-joke. It did an Easter egg. (laughs) 
and, and so they share the name with the North American version of the console. They did that because I like of the band Genesis. I like them even more now. Yeah, of course you do, Phil Collins fanboy. And Peter Gabriel. <laughs> oh, they were both it, in I'll Genesis. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, so here's the thing. you could there. That was the blood code. That is the famous blood code. Yep. And it made the game worth playing because you'd always, well, I had it, but you'd always like, be like, oh, my buddy's got the he's got the Genesis one, and we can go play. Oh, I have it on Super Nintendo. It's not the same. It's yeah. not the same. It's totally different. Yeah. Then the fatalities were cut down. This one, the fatalities were still there no, for like, the most part. Okay. So in the fatalities, uh, like Scorpion or no Sub Zero would grab the in Sega Genesis would grab the dude's head and pull it off, and his spine would be dangling. And yeah. It'd be like four pixels. I remember That's that. All you would see. Yeah. Yeah. And in this, in the uh, Bloodless version, he'd like punch him, and I'm, he'd fall over. Yes. I remember the fatalities in Super Nintendo, though. You think you do. Yeah, it's cute. Am I just remembering it wrong? You mm-hmm. might be. Because <laughs> they, they, they removed most of them and they took all the blood out. That's what was the funny thing about it. But, but people forget that this was one of the first games where the fighters looked like real people. Yeah. Because they did film real people in front of a uh, gray or blue background and then put them into the game and had them do a lot of the moves. Well, some of the moves. Some of the moves they couldn't do. And so they made it, that's why they look really weird when they're flying through the air or right. doing a flip because it's not really doing it. This is one of those that at sleepovers, I would we would just keep handing the controller to each other because we could not beat Goro for the life of us. He's got four arms, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and Goro in the story of the game, he hasn't been beat for 500 years. So if you really think you're going to beat him on a Friday night when it's 1130 at night? I don't think so. <laughs> 1130? Like, that's so late. And you're eating bags of gummy bears? This is last week. No, but I remember I remember seeing them play this one in the arcade and thinking, this game is amazing. I must have it. Yeah. But yeah, oh, so good. Oh, this one, uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly or awarded Mortal Kombat with the title of the most controversial game of 1993. And this one was given the MA-13 rating by the Video Game Rating Council. Eventually. Oh, was it eventually? This is one of the ones because that Because they're like, it's like, like a, you put the blood code in there. Well, it's like this one and uh, Night Trap, which was a Sega CD game. Uh, both Trap. of those we don't made the... Uh, Night Trap. Well, it's actually pretty fun. But... Uh, it's it's bizarre, but it was dark. Fun. It is dark, but yeah. as the kid, you're like, this is so cool. I'm setting these traps. Sega for- CD game. Yeah. But we're, so we're not going to get into it here, but because of Mortal Kombat, because of Night Trap, they, the basically government got, in, got involved and said, we need to start rating these games. And so it's because of this one that we have the rating game system as we do. But Nintendo Stupid did government. put their own label on it first. They came up with their own rating system. And then once the governmental, the federal, that's what I was thinking of, federal uh, ratings were adopted. Mm-hmm. just kind of went to that. Right. Number six is one of the most bizarre games we have on here, but man, it's fun. It really is. Earthworm Jim. This, this is another one you guys all. reference. Earthworm Jim. Well, because it's just so bizarre because they wanted to do something crazy. And so they decided, hey, what if we did a game with an earthworm, a super suit falls on him from space, and then it gives him powers. And then he uses his head as a whip. Like pulls his head out to. I feel like this game was normal. This game was in direct response to the Nickelodeon channel back in the back in the nineties. I can see that. Where the Nickelodeon channel is like so weird and random, and even Beavis and Butthead in a way. Although there are some different games like Booger Man that maybe borrowed from that. Booger, love it. But they needed a gimmick, and Earthworm Gim was that gimmick. But you know what? It is really fun game, and it's fluid animation. This was another one where it felt like you were playing a cartoon, and it was kind of tongue in cheek because you have characters like. Queen Slug for a butt and Evil the Cat and uh, that. Professor <laughs> so Mo- Professor Monkey for a head. The and princess is what her- Princess What's her name? Yes, exactly. And they they did they actually made Princess What's her name because they were talking about how so many video games had some throwaway female character that needed to be saved and it didn't matter what her name was so they kind of made that tongue in cheek on this one. What happens in the game to Princess What's her name? So this is the best part of the game. Right. Which do you I- like how Joel and I build it because we were both like super yeah. excited about these? And uh, so with Earthworm Jim at the very beginning, one of the first things you do for no reason is you take you jump on a catapult and it launches a cow in the air 
and it just goes and flies, flies off the screen. And Very then beginning it, of the game. And then occasionally during the game, there'll be a cow in the background just going and it's just kind of entertaining. <laughs> Every now and then it shows up. And at the very end, you save Princess What's-Her-Name, and then she gets smashed by the cow. The cow lands on her. <laughs> like it the kills her. End. I don't know if it kills her. I think she's just very, very upset. Oh, if you turn on the blood coat, it kills her. <laughs> I don't think there's a blood coat on her Earthworm Jim. But this spawned uh, a sequel, Earthworm Jim 2. It also uh, spawned a cartoon series based on Earthworm Jim. It really did kind of like... I wish it would have caught a little more on because it was pretty entertaining. Like, it was funny. But uh, it did well. So good job, Earthworm Jim, for making our list of games you should include on the Sega Genesis Classic. Here is a game that I will fight about all day long. In fact, I could do an entire Versus show about this one compared to the Super Nintendo version. It is Disney's Aladdin. It came out in 1993. This is the best Genesis game of 1993. And here's the thing. Everyone might say, much like you, Jake, you played the Super Nintendo one, right? A lot. And it was fine. Wasn't it a fine game? This is a great game. Ah, it was fine. No, it was really good. <laughs> okay. It, it'll it'll get him, great. Don't, we'll don't play get it him started. He'll start drawing pictures of you getting killed by Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch out. <laughs> it was a good game, but it was also kind of not really Disney licensed. So it was Virgin Interactive. They were the ones that did Lion King and Sega Genesis Aladdin, and they were licensed by Disney to, to create these games. In fact, they were the only ones that could use the soundtracks from the Disney movies. That repetitive soundtrack. Like we talked yes, about. but still no, 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 no. Like we talked about Lion King where right. it, it was fun and you're like, I know this music and then it would play over and over and then you couldn't get it out of your head. I'm sorry though. The music yeah. in the uh, Magic Carpet sequence is so good. You want to do it, it first right now above the other music that we're playing? I, I actually may. So here's the thing and here's why this wins. I mean, you play them side by side and I really think you should. You'll be like, oh yeah, the Genesis one is a step above because the animation's great. The Super Nintendo one, one wouldn't allow Genie on the cover. Because there was this whole Robin Williams dispute that he wanted more money. And so Super Nintendo's like, eh, we're not putting you on the cover. So the guy who made the Super Nintendo version said he has a preference for the Sega Genesis version, the one he didn't work on. He says, if I didn't actually make the Super Nintendo game, I would probably buy the Genesis one. Animation-wise, I think it's the Genesis ver- The Genesis version is better. The Genesis version had a sword, actually. I wanted to have a sword. But Super Nintendo would not allow him to have a sword. Aladdin, that is, not the creator. Yeah. He had a sword <laughs> the development booth. I have to say, though, when I tried it a minute booth? ago, it was weird. It felt like, it felt unnatural having the sword because Aladdin was all friendly and running around. Like, that's kind of his whole motif, he's right? He's a thief. Is, thief. He's a vandal. He's a thief. Yeah, he's a vandal. He's running around. He's always escaping from he's the He's a thief. He is- vandal. Outrage. <laughs> Scandal. Let's not be too hasty. <laughs> still, I think he's rather tasty. <laughs> wow. He gotta eat your lip. Gotta still eat. Otherwise, we get along wrong. <laughs> and that's the thing. With this game, you're getting the Aladdin soundtrack. You're getting the Disney quality animation that Lion King had. And you were getting like just a great game engine that was borrowed from Disney games in the future. And this, this continued for a few years while the yeah. Disney movies and games were still good in that era. So, man, this game is amazing. If you've only ever played the Super Nintendo one, go get a Raspberry Pi and play the Sega Genesis <laughs> one. Yes. <laughs> Number four, I'm just going to read the synopsis here. The game is set in ancient Greece and follows Centurion, who's resurrected by Zeus to rescue his daughter Athena. Rise from your grave. And to do so, becomes able to turn into beasts such as a werewolf with the use of power-ups. Altered Beast, 1988. This is early, early Sega stuff. Yes. It's pretty great, too. This is one of their spearhead kind of games. My five minutes of playing. Yeah. And this was a two-player game. You could t- play with two players and then fight over who gets the power-ups, which was always... Uh, well, so the two players, the only thing that discriminated the characters were like different, kind of like different colored it's togas. It's Contra, yeah. 
And but the more you power up, the less clothes you have on. Yes, because you start out like this, you know, dresses of Roman maybe or story yeah, of my Gre- life, a Grecian, I guess. <laughs> the more and you then power you get you get one orb, you get a little, you get a little stacked. You know, your shirt rips off, and then you get uh, two orbs, and you wear a speedo, and you're like bulked up like Schwarzenegger. And your head's still tiny. But then you get the third orb, and it does this cut screen <laughs> where you turn from a human into a werewolf, or it could also be a a okay. thunder were dragon, a were bear. A were-tiger and a golden werewolf. Can we talk about the werebear real quick? The werebear is in the underground level. And what was the werebear's power, Joel? Doesn't he... I don't remember right now. He has a fart bubble. No, he doesn't. He bends over and a fart bubble comes out. No, he doesn't. We will play it. I don't remember that. Yep, it was my favorite. Dude, I I just played this. I don't remember that. I was 10 years old and this was easily my favorite game for this reason. I think you were just imagining fart bubbles. (laughs) Is this why you like the sh- the dolphin? The <laughs> dolphin story of a dreamer? <laughs> dreamer? Yeah. Daniel Dolphin. Fly, Daniel Dolphin, fly. I'm 12 still. Uh, <laughs> this was one of those games that I think everyone knew, at least the image of that weird kind of boss character with the horns and the big belly. And yeah. Like, Welcome to your doom. Yeah. And the voice work. Like in 1988, yeah. they're putting voices in the game. In a cartridge, which never happened. No. Yep. And they don't, you know, they'd have little, like they would just do like the Charlie Brown noises right. for speaking, but they actually put voices in. And it was better in the arcade, obviously, than the console. Mm-hmm. But still, Sega did a great job, and good on them. It's why it made our top five for should be included on the Sega Genesis Classic. That was a console seller, really. You guys play Castle Crashers? No. Oh, the, the phone game? Is. No. Oh, gosh, Kent. You're going to like this. Okay. Don't look on. at me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Jake's going on tangents. For All right. So we're into our top no, the, the way you described that reminded me of Castle Crashers. Okay. And anyway, it's a when really, you power up, you lose close. really beloved game. No, it, mostly the fart, the farting bear. Oh, great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so you're going to be into it. That's all you needed to say. Yeah. yeah. Is there a farting bear? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait. I love open season. There you go. <laughs> yes, you do. Let it know. Call it's, back. It's now Bacon Cell approved. Uh, which now we're into our top three need to be included games. All I need to say for number three is Boom Shakalaka. He's on fire. NBA Jam. Wow. And we were talking about throwing a bone to the sports people before, but I think both Kent and I legitimately love this game. I remember. It's a fabulous game. There was one time uh, I was really heavily involved in scouts back in the day. And I was 12. I think I was 12. Yeah, 1993. And my friend had NBA Jam, and we were doing service at this old lady's house. We were like cutting branches and stuff, and all we were talking about while doing service was getting to his house as fast as possible and playing <laughs> NBA Jam. We were so Who'd stoked. Who'd you play as? He's on fire. There's no way you can't play as Carl Malone and Sean Stockton. Exactly. But man, unless you did the code and you could play as like Al Gore or uh, the Hornets, uh, Charlotte Hornets uh, mascot. See, yeah. so okay. NBA Jam was actually one of the first of its kind because it was a licensed game by the NBA, much like the NHL got involved. And you could be the top two, sometimes top three. But they couldn't get Shaq and they couldn't get Michael Jordan. Like those are two they couldn't license for this game, so they had to get other people. Yeah. And so, but you could actually play as the players that you knew. And the graphics at that point seemed very real, especially with big head mode. And you'd be like, yeah, big hey, really defining characteristics, but you had to play as John Stockton and Carl Malone. Of course you did. Of course this you did. This was the golden age of the NBA, I feel. And man, did these were these teams great. I mean, almost every team had two major stars at this point. And just the franchises were incredible. The gameplay was so much fun. It was as cheap as all get out, right? All you could do is like dunk from half court and you just Which kept was doing awesome. that back and forth. It was awesome. He's warming up. <laughs> But this is a game that if you really wanted to just kind of show the excitement and the like the action level of sports games to like maybe a, a kid nowadays, mm-hmm. you just put this game in. The graphics, yeah. 
Sure. No, but this was great. And this this was one of the games I played in my video game championship tournament. Was M- It was NBA Jam, Virtua Fighter, I forgot you did Sonic. that. Yeah. And this was one of the games. And it was so much fun. I really enjoyed this one. It's so good. Hey, do you have much experience with this one, Jake? Oh, yeah. I played this one a ton. Super Nintendo, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah oh, it's, it's the um, same. It's the same, Super actually. Super Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Hey, you keep talking about Super Nintendo and this is Sega games. That's the yeah. one I had. It's, a Castle Crash is not a phone game. It seems like it. So our number two. You're going to love that game. I'm going to show uh, it to you. Our number two is fitting because it is a number two game. It's Mortal Kombat 2. Yes. Now, we listed these separately because there wasn't, at least on the Genesis, there wasn't a compilation game mm-hmm. of all the Mortal Kombats that were on there. And also, no one wanted well, Mortal Kombat number three because well, it was dumb. It's no good. And let's be honest, two, much like Street Fighter 2, like we brought this up, sequels at this point just got better. Except yeah, for well, Mortal the, Kombat the 3. The two. Because uh, Mortal Kombat 1 was groundbreaking and great, but Mortal Kombat 2 was where it hit its stride and got everything perfect, where it had just enough characters to keep it interesting, just enough finishing moves to keep it interesting, because instead of fatality, you had two fatalities, mm-hmm. babalities, uh, friendships. Oh, I'm missing one. No, no, that's okay. Good, I got it. Yeah. Toasty. Toasty. Whenever you get the right punch. And Easter eggs. There mm-hmm. were Easter eggs. You, you had levels where you could interact with the level. Like you could knock the guy off the bridge into the spikes or up on the ceiling or into the acid pit. Like there was all these things you could do in this game. And this was my game. Like Mortal Kombat 2, I would learn all the moves. Like back in the day, I could play with any character and be like, I know the finishing moves and do it. Jeez. And do it well. And uh, of course, Reptile was always my probably Reptile or Reptile's Scorpion. Great. Those Scorpion's those. the cheapest, but yes, Johnny Cage. Cheapest? Was, what was cheap about Scorpion? Get over here! You can block yeah, that easy. so easy. That's the cheapest move in the game. No, no, Johnny no. Cage for life. Johnny Cage was awesome. Yeah, I love Johnny Cage. <laughs> Actually, funny story. So originally, like this is jumping back to Mortal Kombat, but they were going, they were trying to make a game about Jean Claude Van Damme fighting, and they couldn't get the rights to it, and they couldn't get him involved. So they just created Johnny Cage as kind of a stand-in character. Really? Yeah. And then Jean-Claude was in uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. The movie. movie, Which was terrible. Best movie. What? Okay. And according to... uh, And Ken, can I ask you who one of your least favorite characters to play with was? One of the most boring characters? Oh, wow. When you think Um, of a... Jax. No, not Jax. Like, think of a boring character. Who's the most boring character in Mortal Kombat? Raiden. Raiden. What? He's the god of thunder. I'm trying to think. It's Liu Kang. I was Luke okay with King. Luke King. Luke King was absolutely boring. The bicycle boring. kick was great. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but uh, I thought Luke King was absolutely boring. And, but, but by Mortal Kombat canon, and actually by Mortal Kombat 2, he won the first Mortal Kombat. Yes. So it doesn't, who, it doesn't matter who you play with in Mortal Kombat 1, Luke King won, because he's the one who's the winner in this one and starts the whole thing up. Right. But this actually, first week sales of this game of Mortal Kombat 2, 50 million. It surpassed the box office Jeez. that weekend of the Forrest Gump, True Lies, The Mask, and The Lion King. This made more money than wow. those movies in its opening weekend. That's crazy. It's can, crazy. Can I say something controversial? Please. The Super Nintendo version's better. Of Mortal Kombat 2? <laughs> yeah. No. I, pl- I played Get both. off the show. Why go are you switching teams now? Go sit no. on that side with Jake. I, no. I should have known I can't go through a whole episode of Big Soul without you two teaming up. No, it's weird. <laughs> they did. Super Nintendo really stepped up, up their game because they included blood with Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah, they decided. So did the Genesis one without yeah. a code. But the Super Nintendo one was actually a slightly better port. I don't than think this. it was. No, sound effects, the way it looks, it's a little bit more rendered. It's slightly better. We're trying this after. No, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. I, no, look. I played Mortal Kombat 2 on Genesis, but recently going back, I can look at it retroactively and be like, you know, with less bias, the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo is a little bit better. I thought you were a Genesis fan, but okay. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. But so, let's go there, number one. Number one. And, and this, is, this is kind of a cheat. It's not, well, look, we have not mentioned a big name. All right? 
Well, maybe Mahershala we will. You've mentioned, but yeah. Boogerman. Booger! <laughs> Booger. No, it's actually Tiny Toon Adventures is our number. No, that's, that's actually not, a good game. It is, but that same thing. That music will get stuck in your head for weeks yes. after. Not top 20. We, the number one game, Sega Genesis, is the one that Sonic they should include. the Hedgehog. Now, not just Sonic the Hedgehog, because, well, so there was a Sega Genesis game called Sonic Classics 3-in-1, and it included Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and then Dr. Robotnik's... Mean Bean Machine. Mean Bean Machine, that's the one. But that was, that was what we included because it was an actual Genesis game. But if they're going to create a Sega classic, I think Kent would agree, you need to include Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, and Sonic and & Knuckles yes. and just leave it at that. Fun fact. So Sonic and Knuckles. Because they're all equally good. I did more chores. Actually, three is. So two is way better than one. Two is the best. Two is the best. Three is still really good. Three is probably Sonic and Knuckles, which was supposed to be an improvement. It's like, not actually officially Sonic on that 4. One. What's that? You can just go Super Saiyan on Sonic. Yeah, Super, like super Saiyan. Yeah. So it, it was a game that you could open the top and then put Sonic 2, Sonic 1 or Sonic 2, 3. Connect that so it's a really tall game. Mm-hmm. And you can play as Knuckles in any of the previous games. Wow. It's pretty revolutionary. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Sonic Knuckles, not as much fun no, as the other ones. it's not. Like, Tails was a great companion. You enjoy uh, having... No, a great companion because then okay. someone could play as him and not affect your game. Here's the thing. If, you, if, if you're ever playing a game with kids, an old-fashioned game, and you don't want them to ruin your game, you let them play as Tails because yes. you can run out of the screen without them, and they kind of just float on by. Which we talked about that on the, on the previous yes. show, but... I agree. And uh, I think that... Uh, Sonic 2, though? Sonic 2 is so good. Like, when you're doing the whole ramp and obstacle course. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And uh, if you don't know what Sonic is, in an attempt to steal the six Chaos Emeralds and harness their power, the game's antagonist, Dr. Ivo Robotnik, has trapped the animal inhabitants of South Island in aggressive robots and stationary metal capsules. So, in this game, every animal you kill, quote-unquote, you're actually freeing because they're real animals trapped in a robot body. So you never really kill anybody. Oh, also, nice. Dr. Robotnik is known as Dr. Eggman out in, the, yeah. in Japan, which I think is... And now he's become Dr. Eggman. Which is weird. I weird. call him Robotnik. So Nintendo, because of the NES, ruled the video game market from 1985 till 1991, which is when Sonic the Hedgehog came out. And then so the Sega Genesis became like the big leader for three and a half, four years. Well, before this, they had Alex Kidd as their yep. mascot, and they said, we need something better. We need something cooler. We need something bluer. And so because of Sonic, they took over like 65% share of the 16-bit console market. Fun fact. Yeah. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was originally named Mr. Needle Mouse. Hmm. I'm glad they went with Sonic the Hedgehog. That was my nickname <laughs> in high school. Was it? Really? Uh, also, the, <laughs> it was composed by a J-pop band called Dreams Come True. What's his name? <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Masato Nakamura. There Wait, so he Nakamura. is... Nakamura. It's from like Heroes. He is the sadomasochist who created the drowning music. That was the most stressful music it is in the history of the gaming. worst. And I Jake, would... you're looking at this like you don't know. Did you never play Sonic? Confession. <gasps> I didn't really like Sonic. Okay, well, you're on the same side as Kent, then. You like the Super Nintendo games. <laughs> no, 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 it's one, to, sure. one no. game. Oh, one game. Kent loves the NES. I never, I never really got the appeal, honestly. I'm like, oh, man, everybody loves this. This is going to be awesome. Jake. I go and play, I'll be like, this is okay. It had what? blast processing. <laughs> Did you, what, what part of blast processing do you not understand? <laughs> I guess all of it. <laughs> You'd be correct. No, but then, and so they came up with Sonic 1. It was this amazing uh, mascot that they put in with the games, and everyone loved him. Then they come up with Sonic 2. Super awesome as well. Everyone loved that one. Mm-hmm. Sonic 3, once again, a big hit. And it wasn't until Sonic Knuckles that people kind of went, 
Eh, that's yeah. not as good. And then Sonic Spinball, like they just kept on going, kept on milking it. And then future consoles, like I mentioned, like the Saturn and the Dreamcast, they made their own versions of Sonic. But once he went 3D, the game lost its charm. Yeah. And I think there's only a recent version of Sonic that came out like two months ago that people actually like again. First mm-hmm. time in 20-something years. Well, it it's because he fits in that 2D scroller genre. Mm-hmm. And that's because the whole point of Sonic was he's fast. Like that's what they kept marketing was like Mario's just kind of, you know, walking along. And all of a sudden Sonic would like zoom past him and you could fly through these levels. Like if you if you have the timing done right, you can get through these levels and in a matter of you're seconds. you're going to randomly hit someone and all your coins are going to go boom. Yeah. Although I love that idea of gameplay that you yep. don't die as long as you're carrying a ring. And I hated it when I would only have like one ring left and then the bad guy would like I'd be on the final guy. Yeah. The boss of that level. Like Robotnik. And he'd hit me and I'd have to run around to get my one ring so I could go back there. Yeah. The one ring. Oh, that's deep. Strider. They really, really took over the market with that. I, I think they were lucky to find a mascot like that. And they hit at the right time. It did. Yeah. And it appealed. I don't know how a blue hedgehog wearing red shoes and white socks appealed to teenage me, but he was cool. And also he likes chili dogs on the cartoon. Just fun fact. G- guys, I, I have a confession to make. Let's hear it. You uh, like the SNES version better? Uh, <laughs> I believe you. I could go to my room right now where I'm kind of a hoarder when it comes to drawings I used to do when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I could go pull out some binders and I have pictures of Sonic and Tails Wearing backwards clothing like the Looney Tunes characters on t-shirts. Can't, you know we're going to have to post these on Bacon Sale on our Facebook page oh, or Twitter. So I'm going to have to find them? You're going to find them and scan them. We'll He's got them binders in. full of Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah. Sonic killing Mario, too. Yeah. You know no one wants to see those. So there you go. Jacob, you want to read through our list, uh, our 20, just real quick? That so everyone is a can... great plan. Number 20 was Mutant League Football. You can just read up. Strider. T2, the arcade game. NHL 94. The Lion King, Gunstar Heroes, X-Men, Streets of Rage 2, Toe Jam and Earl, the coolest name ever. <laughs> Made that part up. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Oh. Jurassic Park. Wow. Golden Axe. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Echo of the Dolphin. <laughs> not, what are you doing? Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> Earthworm Jim. Ah! <laughs> Disney's Aladdin. <laughs> no, wait, that's Lightning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that? I'm that was Lightning. Like, just going to be king. Disney's Aladdin. Dun, 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 dun. There it is. Altered Beast. <laughs> Rise from your grave. <laughs> NBA Jam. Boom Shakalaka. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2. Get over here. Toasty. <laughs> Sonic Classics 3 and 1. Maybe we should have had sound effects from the beginning. We should have. We should have just Kent add those in post and make it his job harder. There it is. Yeah, thanks, guys. That'd be great. But thank you for indulging us as we talked about one of our favorite consoles. I will say my favorite console. Ever? Probably. I could say Genesis is my favorite console. Wow. Could you not? Nope. Well, you just haven't had newer consoles, right? Yeah, you've stopped it. Sega Genesis. No, no. (laughs) It's easy. That's the last one you had. I went to PlayStation 1. You did? Yeah. Are you sure? Consoles that I owned. I own a Wii now, but it really counts as a console. No, it does not. If I had to pick pick now, I'd definitely be a PlayStation person. That's just the games I prefer and the game plan. We could do a whole PlayStation show. We could. But thank you. We talk about music and movies and TV a lot. And so whenever we get to try something different, we appreciate you still listening and we appreciate your feedback. So if you do have feedback... Let us know. Talk to us on our Facebook page, which if you don't like us on our Facebook page, we have a lot of fun stuff going on there, as well as our Twitter account, also fun stuff, and also rate us and review us on iTunes. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter 
Or you can find me performing at QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter as well at Jacob A. Rogers and Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale. Make sure you write in and tell these guys what games they missed and which ones they said that absolutely do not belong in that top 20. And get excited because... Halloween episodes are coming. Oh my Next gosh. Next week. Yeah. These guys are yes. These guys are giddy. Yes. Giddy. Woo. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> Gotta find some kids. So no, until next no. <laughs> <laughs> So until next time, thank you for listening to Bacon Sale. Rise from your grave. How dare you! That is my favorite movie of all time that I haven't watched for 35 years. <laughs> Scorpion, Sub Zero, Sonya, Mortal Kombat! Are you playing that Nintendo again? Quit playing Nintendo! Mom, it's PlayStation 2! We're werewolves, not swearwolves! The smooth, sexy sounds of bacon sale. Devil! Then an old man met him and said, How about you just pay that 129 and give me a hug and I'll take the rest? And you have a list. I don't know why. <laughs> I was an artist and an athlete. I never really showed it the love that it maybe needed. Mother brain! It's gonna be like delicious this. for some cannibals <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't respawn. We had three continues, and then we had to start the whole game over. This was essentially Contra, except for your heroes are clothed. No, you have it. Others stop making me cry. I love this troll so much. I'm I ready. wanted a different one. Michael, Michael. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the focus of this game is finding children. The yeah. thriller's creepy for different reasons. And they said, in quote, it was average. The music for Sonic the Hedgehog was composed by Ma- Ma- Masa- Masato Nakamura. The, uh, the J. Was composed and produced by Masato. Was composed and produced by Masato Nakamura. Gilius <laughs> Thunderhead. Hank Batler. I'm Tyrus Tyrus Flay. No, you ruined it! By the way, kids, there's a code you can use, you'll get blood. Don't get him started, he'll start drawing pictures of you getting killed by Sonic. He's a thief! He's Outrage! Scandal! Let's not be too hasty! Still, I think he's rather tasty! Gotta eat your lip, gotta still eat! Otherwise, we get along wrong! The more you power up, the less clothes you have on. Dusty! Dusty!